On this episode, the Tau Boys sort through a crazy week of college hoops. Give me the green light. Give me just one night. I'm ready to go right now. I'm ready to go right now. I'm ready to go. What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 48 of the Greenlight Podcast, POC and E-Phrase. We have a lot to catch up on. We're going to dive into some uh, individual games here soon, but I think uh, we got we to gotta talk about two things. One, top of the hour, Georgetown. A lot has gone on. Um, we'll just jump into it. Earlier this week, two players I basically walked in the office and announced that they would like to leave. They're transferring. Um, James Akinjo and Joshua Best Blank. Player. Yeah, I mean, basically, they're they're starting, not basically, they're starting point guard. And I'm not sure if Josh started every game, but he was in the mix. He was a rotation yeah. player. I think he, he averaged around him, eight uh, points a game. Yeah. Um, you know, a, a solid player. And they're entering their names into the transfer portal. Then, I, I can't even remember if it was the same day or even a day later, two other players um galen alexander and myron gardner were accused by georgetown students of burglary assault along with and harassment yeah along with josh which i guess that like explains the transfer a little bit if he got out ahead of it um leblanc and alexander were given restraining orders and all three face another restraining order at a hearing later this month um and was now it a, it's a that was the interesting to me the more i read into it it was like a female that, that, that accused them, that, that yeah, accused them of like robbing or whatever, and then yeah. like said, I'll maybe they were together at an apartment and took bodily harm money or if, a yeah, fun, yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. know. Um, so it's not and, like it's just some like kid that like a guy that he's like robbed his chain. He was like, it was a girl. It was like, if you tell anyone, I'll beat your ass. Yeah, That's yeah, yeah. yeah. And then to no make joke. it even worse, uh, earlier today, literally a few hours ago, ESPN top 100 recruit Terrence Williams has decommitted from Georgetown. So, uh, so I think Georgetown is yeah. Well, I well I was yeah jump in. I was gonna say even before that they played really well against Texas. Yep, they started out really well against Duke and yep. they played them pretty tough. They kept it lost by eight. Um, I didn't no, watch that the was whole a, game that was a, yep. We were, I was there. Very very good game. The first half they played out of their skull. I mean they were up like twelve to two yeah. against Duke. Played out of their marbles. Everybody made shots early, um, and then it really was just kind of about yeah. being disciplined and, with, and, and, and Duke's exactly. a little bit. Better of a team, and so. But then they followed that up surprised. with a loss at UNC. Er, excuse me, at home to UNC Greensboro. Yeah, that's which like you UNCG's no, they're a good legit. program. They're, they're very, very good. They're top one hundred team. Yeah. Les Miller is going to be a high major coach very yeah. very soon. Yeah. Um, but very like I is kind of I, I think it sums up their their season. Well, like the back and forth as you go from they got Losing. smoked by Penn State at home, then they beat Texas, and they. Play really well against and then you lose at home. G- and, and then G- they, yeah. And then now this, the crazy stuff. You would think, you would think that after all this stuff, you lose your point guard, you lose um, Josh LeBlanc to another quality player on your team. You'd think going to Stillwater, Oklahoma, and playing Oklahoma State, who is coming off a seventy-eight to thirty-seven win against Ole Miss, so they just forty-pieced Ole Miss. Yep. They smoked Syracuse. They were seven and zero going to this game. <sighs> How they, they go lost, in without that, and they win eighty-one to seventy-four with Mac McClung scoring what thirty-one points, I believe. Um, 33. Thirty-three from Mac McClung, nineteen from Omer Yurtsevin. 
Um, shoot, yeah, Terrell Allen oh, with man, 15. Uh, it was basically three guys just went out and yeah, uh, took care of Oklahoma one. State on the road, which I don't know much about Oklahoma State outside of – I just kind of looked at it. I was like, this is ideal for Georgetown to get blown out. But credit to uh, the Hoyas – and especially that coaching staff should get them ready, get their minds right, because I feel like you can. I could go. That's a, a lot, lot in a week, ways. man. Crazy what can happen in a week. Obviously, a lot. Especially the young team too. Yeah, like McClung obviously is young. They have some like Terrell Allen, Jacob Mosley are seniors, but like McClung's a sophomore. Yurtsum's a transfer. Had been there only one year. So, like these other guys, like. There's there's a lot to unpack here. I mean, even sure, just yeah, the even just the transfer. Forget. I, listen, we're we're still not sure what's happening with the burglary and the assault and harassment. So like, let's just take that out of it. Um, if it happened, then obviously these guys would be thrown out of school or, or yeah. you know forced to transfer. Who knows? Um, but let's focus on Akinjo. He's their best player, starting point guard, two guard, whatever you want to call him. He's a, yep. he's a scoring guard. Uh, to announce that you're going to transfer midseason is borderline unheard of i really can't remember that caliber of a player announcing he's leaving but like that the only thing i'll say to that and i thought about today is i mean if he really is really that unhappy it's a smart play because now he only has to sit out conference play non-conference next year he'll be eligible to play conference basketball next year I don't think that's right, dude. Really? Because where are you – first of all, you have to – he's only going to be able to go to a school and be like a non-matriculating student. You can't just enroll now. Unless I'm wrong. So I thought it was two semesters. Maybe I'm wrong. That normally is the case. But I don't think it's going to count until next – I literally think he's going to have to sit out a year and a half. You don't think he could go – he could say tomorrow – wait a second, considering Gonzaga is one thing. So say Gonzaga gets him. He enrolls at Gonzaga for next semester, sits another semester, the fall semester at Gonzaga, and then and right plays to play. in January. That, that's what I was thinking. That's why that's I said if you're, gonna, if you're really that pissed off and you hate it, which no one saw any. Like, I don't think there were any signs pointing to this. That's why I was kind of out of the blue. But um, I, obviously, I, I need to do some more research to look into it. But, I mean, it's, um, it is going to be interesting to see because it, it is pretty abrupt. Like, what, eight games in the season, nine games in the season? Um, the one thing is, he's a West Coast kid. He's from California. Yeah. Had originally committed to UConn. Um, like, was committed for a whole year to UConn. The Kevin Ollie stuff happens, decommits, signs with Patrick Ewing. Um, but... I don't know. I, it is I, there. Like I said, there's I, so much stuff to unpack, but it's going to be really interesting. It's going to be um, interesting to see where he goes. Um, you know, obviously, we have friends of the program that um, are are involved here with this uh, yeah. with with G Town, and so we want them to be as successful as possible. I think Patrick's done an already a very good job. I think he was doing a very good job. We got to be at the game to watch him play Texas, and he, listen, man, he's a legend. Like. To not be a and look, I'm I'm making some assumptions here, but to not want to be either coached by him or listen to him or take advice from him, I don't know what you're really thinking. And I'm really just talking about Akinjo because the other guys yeah, are involved in something, involved so there's in some other the matters only thing there. That but I've seen that, and like I don't want to obviously put blame on Patrick, or I don't want to put blame on their coaching staff or anything, but it seems like what happened was these guys announced their transferring. People immediately, or they didn't, it didn't even say they were. It no, just said they're not they're part not, of the program. They're, so, they're almost like dismissed. Honestly, the I think wor- he I tried think the, to get out. But I think ahead the of one, it. almost the worst part is, is the communication from the Georgetown Athletic Department. The way the statement came out, it was like they're no longer part of the program. Because like then these reporters, these people are diving into it. It had nothing. It, it apparently had nothing to do. Obviously, Akinjo didn't have anything to do with this robbery, but they start diving in. They're like, wait. 
What is there's these allegations. There's these two people are named. They haven't been suspended at all. They haven't. Like, what is going on here? So it's kind of looking bad on the athletic department or on Patrick Ewing that, hey, these guys are being under investigation and it's not like – not saying it has to be a known thing but or they has to be punished because I think there's part of things that do still need to fully come out. But it is interesting. Like, there's a lot of different pieces to it. Um, I think, the honestly, the worst part is the news today. Like, now you got a top 100 kid not coming and he's from the DMV area. Is he really? And – it's like, dude, dude, now what? Where do you go from here? Because I thing? thought they were in the like, and they still can be in the right direction. I think Patrick Ewing is. Like, I think it's a good hire. I think it's the right fit, and I think they can be successful. The one thing I do hate, and I usually like Jeff Goodman. Jeff Goodman cannot stop piling on. Georgetown's a top fifteen job. They should be like he was. Well, and to be fair, we crushed them for their non conference scheduling a couple. Of years. It was like the easiest yeah. non conference ever. He but it was wasn't that his first year? It's not like it he was like his first it, right? year, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so. And they pulled out the PK80. Yes. He led that oh, charge. Yeah. He, But Goodman's the one that led that charge. Now Goodman's leading the charge like, this is most dysfunctional. This should be a top 10 program. So like, there's vendettas. He's doing the same thing against Boston College with Christian. and It is what it is. But now these guys, like, I don't know what they need to do to kind of right the ship. But like I was saying, losing the recruits, it keeps like it's not. It can't be a snowball effect. You got to no. find a way. It's like, hey, no. And I think the best part, of, a great start of that, is beating Oklahoma State on the road. At least, yeah. I mean, at least um, you know you can still play and, and beat some people at a high level. And the two and the two kids, um, Alexander and I forget the other one. Um, they only played like ten minutes each. No, so they're it's not, not. You like, know what I mean? They're not like. So they go on the road. They stay down in te- uh, the Texas area. Uh, yeah. They play at SMU um, Saturday. And they get Syracuse at home, UMBC, Sanford, American. So they get a little they bit. They get of three, a, yeah, and three decent start, ones there. Then they go then right. They go two games on the road at Providence at Seton Hall to open uh, Big East play. So, yep. um, it's an interesting spot for Georgetown. Um, best wishes to uh, to to the squad over there. Yeah, um, for sure. So we'll we'll keep an eye on that. Obviously, keep everybody updated. Want to shift over out of college basketball for a second and talk about uh, what the NBA is considering to change to its schedule and playoff format, which would, I mean, some of it's, I don't want to say like groundbreaking, but it is the no, first think, yeah. chain, real change that they're proposing, and I can't remember how long, maybe my whole life. I'm gonna um, reference, I'll reference this interview, because I was listening to Fran, uh, Adam Silver on Francesca today, but one, Francesca brought up, he goes, in my lifetime, and Francesca obviously everyone yeah, like knows, I can't this, remember all, a change. There's never, been, there's never been a regular season in a major sports league shortened. Yeah, and that's ever. like the heart of this change. Obviously, yeah, you can yeah, dive into yeah. it, but he that basically to set the stage. There's never been in what the last seventy years a regular season shortened because you're you're taking money out of the pockets of the owners. Yeah, that's what at least the yeah yeah exactly. initial too much is. money around. Yeah, so we don't want to lose money. And same with baseball; it shouldn't be 162 games, but it all starts the money drives everything. So yeah, what are they proposing? So they they propose three things. Um, the first one, like you said, is including fewer games. Then the second one is an in-season tournament, and then the third one is a play-in event for the final two playoff spots, and then reseeding the four teams who advance to the conference finals, which would be wild, which I'm in for. The in-season 100%. tournament would be cool. That's a little soccer-like. Um, and I, here's the thing: like I don't even understand the soccer world much. I'm trying to I'm trying learn. To like the, well. the, basically, what I've been told is it's similar to the. FA Cup, which is played throughout the year, but it just doesn't yeah. count towards like your 
actual like yeah, league, you know, like or Champions conference. League, and yeah, yeah, it's, you're it's in like, your own. So like last week, so I was in London last week on Wednesday. Chelsea played Valencia, which is like in their group in champion in the, in Italy. Yes, or excuse me, in in Spain. That yeah. uh, sounded yeah, really, yeah, and the yeah. geography is way off. They played that does not have any effect with the on Premier, Premier League. League. Yeah, not then not. on Saturday they lost to West Ham. And so that, but that, like, that's their standings for that. They don't have any playoffs. Yeah. But they're separate, basically, things. And yeah, so yeah, just the yeah. same as this tournament wouldn't have any effect on their standings. No. But it, but somebody made a good point. The I don't biggest know. thing is building the, like, the mystique or the aura. Yeah, like, you got to get the players something. to buy to in. Something. Like, and I don't know, it, I don't think it can be money. Where would that even it's come not a from? TBT. It's like, yeah, it's not that, but it's got to be, you know, if you win the in season tournament, you get. A, a buy or you get um, you get home court. I don't know something. There, there has, has to be, be because the players are going to be like nobody cares. Like exactly. And the thing, it's and especially I didn't realize how bad the NBA ratings are this year. And I think they there's are, a lot of things that go into it. Yeah, they're trying to find a way. And he even said Adam Silver said today said he goes, I think a lot of our fans don't think of like they think the NBA really starts on Christmas Day. And it, yeah. it, it kind of that's because obviously football is going to roll rule everything in the in Christmas the US, basketball is like the best. They're trying to find ways, obviously, to maybe when it's like think about like right now. There's no college basketball. I'm not saying it has to be this early. There's no college basketball. There's college football championships this weekend. But then you have kind of a lull. You've got like NFL, obviously, just the one it day a week. Yeah, but yeah. then until the bowl games actually start and like the lower tier bowl games before Christmas. I think they could do one from like October, like early on. It would wow. almost have to be like an early season. I think season. right now, to be honest, like yeah. would be October, like November, after early the December. college tournaments. When the college, when the exams are happening for college basketball, you have a smaller schedule. When NFL games are not in the playoffs before the NFL playoffs, um, but then also at the same time, yeah, I think right now. I mean, could right what could the in season tournament affect draft picks? I mean, is that, that a radical so idea? You win this, you you think, get like, you bump up. Again, this all would really have to isn't anything because that's the thing. Like, there's to, the difference. Why it works in soccer is there's so much prestige and so much around like the Champions League. Yeah. It's unbelievable, yeah. and it's like this is like you're the greatest in the world. But no one, there's no. It's like okay, cool. It's a mini, miniature and, tournament. Yeah, and I like know. all these dudes are getting paid. The NBA minimum is like six hundred thousand right now. Like, yeah. where you get, each player gets an extra. Like maybe if you're a rookie, yeah, like a rookie a second round draft pick and a million dollars does something to you. But then a million dollars to LeBron James, like he'll just build another school. Yeah, I man. I, so I, that's that's the game. But I like. I the like that they're trying. I think the eighty-two game to seventy-eight is fine. I mean, does any will anyone really notice? I yeah, mean, the there's. Thing, yeah. I think there's some fatigue with the. So NBA. that was the big thing. So Francesca asked me. Said one, he goes, "You have to be able to stop this like load management where like Kawhi is not playing. Like people buy tickets for a game that it's like." Save the back-to-back. Like, if, if you have less games, whether it's spreading it out, whether it's having less games, that's hurting the product a little bit. The other part, as, more, as much as gambling, and Silver is very much embraces gambling. Yeah. It's people, this guy called in and was like, right after, he said, he was like, I went to Jersey, put a bet in on the Clippers minus two. By the time I get back, he goes, it was Clippers plus three because they announced that he wasn't winning. And so that's turning people away a little bit. You have to – what the best way he laid it out, though, in terms of, like – shortening the season and doing these better things is Disney plus. So Disney plus is giving up, they're giving up billions of dollars in revenue right now by licensing out there. Basically they're kind of like they could sell Marvel movies to be on street on TV channels, all this stuff. They can do all these things, but they're not, they're consolidating it for a long-term play. And he's like, this is our, 
it's about the long-term health of the league. And while 78 games versus 82, it might be a little less money out of the owner's pockets right now. But the long-term growth, if you are able to build an in-season tournament that is like as big as – not as big as the playoffs, but to like just a tier step down where you're able to do these things that are really progressive and that like catch on with the fans – Long term, that's going to bring them so much more revenue. If your players are playing more, if you're doing much different stuff, um, uh, yeah, I agree with you. That's um, what his that was his game. He goes now. I don't. He basically was like, I don't have the balls. What Bob Iger did of giving up all that money, like he did, those billions of dollars. Yeah. It's like, but I would like to think in that same frame where we're going to make a decision that the long term health of the league is going to be much better because of these moves. Yeah. What are your thoughts on reseeding the Final Four, which? would be kind of crazy because then potentially two teams from the same conference could be in the finals. It would be crazy, but how, like, I think it... it, w- it listen, if you think about the last 15 years, how many times would two teams from the West be in it? That's the thing. It's it's so unbalanced at this point. It's so I feel like this is the first first year in a long time where it's like, I who's winning? No, it is. Now, but, but, but even your, then, but the West, like, there's, like, no, I can it's pick... Still, still better, of course. Yeah, that's my thing. It's like, I think... I don't know. It would be kind of crazy, though, right? Yeah. I mean, it's like the Warriors I, versus the Lakers or something. Or the Lakers, really LA cool. versus LA. Or it would be really cool. LA versus LA would be insane. That would be Because it just could never happen. I, you know, and to me, I think it kind of, like, look, That's if you the nice thing the base, one to, Exactly. The nice thing about baseball is American League and National League aren't regionally split. Yeah. So you can have, like, a Subway series. You can yeah. have, like, these somewhat type rivalry type things. It would be pretty cool. I mean, and once again, the East, I'm sure, at least at this point, the owners would be pissed and say, no, like, we want to – because of all those games – like, LeBron, obviously, what's all eight straight finals? Yeah. Do they make eight straight finals if, if they have to play a West Coast team in the – Yeah, reseed. And then, like, Cleveland – because no Cleveland – or not Cleveland or the Heat, whatever, it doesn't matter um, – would probably – well, not the Heat, but Cleveland, he would have been the four seed. Like, if they reseeded the top four, he would have been the fourth every single time. So – I don't know. I mean, we'll see. All right, let's jump into the ACC Big Ten Challenge. Which um, I've been dreading to say. Or, yeah. yeah, listen, it's, man. We, neither we haven't well, had a podcast since Duke lost to SFA. SFA which, which I didn't get to watch. It was, a, was, it was a double dribble. The guy I, I double even, dribbled. Yeah, I don't know what happened. All right, honest, I can't, last play of the game. Part of the reason we haven't put an episode because I was gone, but I also didn't get to watch this because I was yeah. overseas. And it's impossible to stream anything. Overseas. Even if you're overseas, even if you have the cable subscription, that's the one thing that's wrong with the world. Yeah, well, that's it. There's a couple things wrong. Going to watch Virginia beat Virginia biggest. Tech in football for the first time in 16, <laughs> 16 years because. Either way, though, it doesn't matter. Duke played like crap. They had no business um, losing to them at home. This is one of those things. What's more impressive? So Duke snapped its um, non-conference home winning streak. It was like 155 games they've won. Literally, the last one was 2001 against Ron Artest. St. John's. So the last time they lost at home to a non-conference opponent was 2001. What's more impressive? I thought that wasn't impressive, but then I was thinking, dude, all the not, but all the, I was like, oh, they don't really schedule that many times. But then you think the AC big, they always they get the AC IU big to challenge the tough State teams. Like and, yeah, every other year they're at home and yeah. that. So like that's very impressive. So What's that's crazy compared to, to to Kansas winning 14 straight Big 12 titles. I believe it's 14 straight. I lean more towards Kansas because to I mean it's just insane not yeah. to have one down year where you mess that up is like and like one unbelievable of. team in the Big Twelve yeah. that like that's what's I don't know if it speaks more of the Big Twelve them the one thing but it's the same thing as one off night at Duke 
in how have you not had that since 01, one right like, like this SFA, is a, like, off this was an off night and this is one and like now that we've reached this new era of duke basketball where it's loaded and loaded and loaded yeah, with yeah. talent yeah you'd be like you i'm surprised that like yeah you don't know yeah you would have thought like the greg paulus era would have snapped that streak but here we are so good shout out to sfa that was also, brutal. Shout out to greg paulus i think he got his first he uh, did i saw the shower on twitter they 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 poured they're one in five over they're one in five but yeah. they beat norfolk state yeah um, so crazy situation at niagara but whatever so duke loses they bounce back against michigan state i think people were a little surprised about the score at one point duke was up 22 at michigan state i mean is michigan state are, i'm not I mean, saying before they're frauds. we even start, yeah I'm not you use the frauds. f word man i'm not saying i'm not going that far five and three but though like, they were the they were the consensus that's the thing is one. that everyone was like oh it's no question who's the number one team and like i get the langford stuff changed their thing i get but cash winston's still there i just when i watch them i'm just not impressed like i'm just like okay it's like a three they look like a three seed in the NCAA tournament to me they're not i don't think they're the best team in the big 10 which we'll obviously dive into deeper they're not the same team they were last year by any means. No. But, like, they're good enough to put themselves in a position where they have a high seed and they play well in the tournament. Like, they can win the – they could win the Big Ten. Yeah, I mean, I think this I think this goes back to our overall point where, like, college basketball is just kind of – it's weird this year. It is weird. You know what I mean? Yeah. Last it, – it, I feel like we have this conversation every year. But last year there was – to me, I mean, maybe I'm – but it was like, nah, Duke's winning this thing. Like, yeah. Nobody stopped. No, Zion. like literally from they're, the they're game a, one, They're a three away one. from beating – to going to the final er, – Exactly. Yeah, yeah, the final four. They're yeah. three away. So – And even – yeah, I, I'm looking – like, so looking at last year, like – I want to see the full – rank, the ending rankings for Kimball. Like Virginia, Gonzaga was great last year. Michigan State, Duke – Texas, Texas Tech was, Tech was awesome. Yeah, um, Carolina. Carolina. I mean, Carolina lost. And we'll I get thought to that. Purdue was going to be. Yeah. Can tell you, Purdue. Like, there's so many there are good teams right now. Yeah, you just it's don't like, feel like I, Louisville, Louisville is the number one team, and they granted they should be. I always, they got the yeah. best resume. They're very, they're very very good. But then, but then Ohio yeah, State, I mean, yeah, and we can like, dive into Ohio State too. I mean, they had an impressive win over UNC last night at UNC. Caleb Wesson looked great. They have a I can't lot believe of, how much. This is the first time I've actually got to like sit and watch him. a full I Ohio know. State game. I know he is slim down. I know it's unbelievable. I know I can't. He he looks good. He's going to make a ton of money, whether it's the NBA or overseas. He's going to be fantastic because no, he's awesome. he may be one of the only bigs I've seen that when he catches it, his first thought is pass. I love his game. It's I crazy. Whether game. he's in the post, whether he's on the wing, he can shoot the three, he can score down low, he can move. It's great. Good his feet. points his points are like his high his his yeah, most points it's like seventeen against Kent State, but then it's 10, 13, 15, 13, he's averaging 10, twelve a game. But exactly. But the impact that he has and how great they are defensively, that's why I I saw that line and I was like, you know, they have the number two defense in Ken Palm right now. Yeah, they guard the ball. Seventeen off it, like Holman, they are. Holman's got them rolling. He really to does. hold UNC to forty nine points, which again we we've talked about UNC struggles to even score. Yeah. Here's the thing. This was my first time watching Ohio State and UNC. I hadn't seen UNC play yet. Cole Anthony is going to take so many bad shots. Because he has, he has to. to. That's the thing. It's, it's not like, his fault. And I don't want it to like reflect his like I'm very biased. I love this kid, but he is in a position right uh, now where Who are you passing to? Dude. Twice early. Play te- on. Andrew Playtech? Yeah. Who no. <laughs> yeah. Who who are you um what the hell was I gonna say? No. So twice early in the game, he drives, he takes a horribly contested shot, two guys jump at him, offensive rebound, he sprints out of the three point line and made the three. So early on, he was two for three, two Beginning for three from three, yeah. 
And it was off of his own shots. Dude. So like beginning and then beginning of the second half, they were down a little bit, and he brought him back in by his like outside. And that's the thing is he he's not he would be so much. I think he'd be almost a lock for the number one pick if he had complimentary guys next to him that he could truly create for. Yeah. But now I get worried that he's gonna get into like forty nine points is wild. I don't want him like this is he's obviously, I think he's much better but like a Dennis Smith Jr. at NC State where you, where you have to like do everything like, yeah. yourself do all this like if you put him on ironically and I, Duke's not the right team but like if Duke's you put him around Louisville. guys like if you put, put him imagine around if guys, he was on Ohio State he's, there, there's four guys on Ohio State averaging double figures no seriously and everyone can score that, his his best attribute is his feel for the game yeah. the way he can create he knows obviously he can be a volume scorer. But he I, doesn't shouldn't be forced into that role, which no. is exactly and I don't, and which is really odd because I thought when he chose UNC it was going to be the opposite. He waited till like the very end of the recruiting process to choose a school yeah. because he wanted a school and he wanted a team that was built to go to a Final Four, and it just didn't turn one. out that way. I mean, yeah. Baycott getting hurt was tough. Yeah, early on. Um, too. Did you see the zoom in Garrison on his Brooks ankle? A, oh, dude. Oh, I had to look I away. Had that feeling. Ugh. Um, like, dude, who like Leaky Black? Yo, that like, I was are, saying that name on. I mean, that's just a help. What are we doing? Leaky Black. All right. is, I mean, it's. I mean, it, it's tough. They still. It goes back. Last episode, we said they still haven't scored eighty points. Yeah, we are, just, which is for a UNC game. And now we get the battle of Virginia and then a transition to Virginia. You get Virginia UNC on Sunday, where this projected score is sixty to fifty-five, with Virginia being the sixty-point score. I know. Virginia that can't when, score. What, what is score. the what? Is, what like, you have to put a predi- uh, prediction on the score this Sunday. Me, UVA versus UNC. That's what tough. is the score and who's winning? This is really tough because I think honestly I think it's like sixty-two. Wow. No, I think I'm gonna go this. I'm gonna go. I think it's 50, gonna be in the fifties. I'm gonna go fifty-seven, fifty-one, North Carolina. Wow. Cole Anthony has 23. No, Baycott being out, like, granted, Baycott being out. That doesn't help. It, it, that helps D, it helps Diakite. But, like, Virginia right now and Purdue, I never had a good feeling going in this game whatsoever. Let's jump Purdue, into it because I, I, I didn't see it. I was watching the other game. You were watching them. We were texting each other all night. Has, What's happening? I could care less about this game. Honestly, I told Kelly last night, I was like, if Virginia loses Purdue for the rest of my life, I could care less because that was the greatest sporting event I've ever been to. Yep. It took us to the Final Four. It was the greatest game I've just ever been like been to. Grand Virginia, Purdue, whatever it was. But they came out, and they had dudes averaging six points that were shooting like Carson Edwards. The crowd was going nuts. They were. They just came out. They were much tougher than Virginia. They play tough defense again. It's more of an older Purdue team. It's not as like you'd kind of be surprised. They're, even though they scored sixty nine points against the great Virginia defense that had been up until that point, they're not as they're a lot more offensively challenged than last year. They don't have Carson Edwards. You guys they don't have Ryan. They don't have Ryan Klein. Like Purdue, like they're, Purdue's good, but it's back to the kind of Purdue of. A few years ago, where it's not—it's not like constant score, 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 score. Um, so, but they came in, they out tough Virginia. They kept it close for a little bit. Virginia just doesn't have anyone that can create their own shot, and that's the issue. No. You lose all three guys: Jerome, Hunter, and Guy that created things. Now, Diakite, every once in a while, fine, like he can get his buckets. Yeah, but he can't do everything. Man. He can't. Like you're acting. You're basically. And how long is he out for? Dude, Boxing. honestly. And it's just indefinitely at this it's point. It's indefinite. Right? 
and this sound this is super super selfish and obviously in, in his, if if it is going to be a long term injury I'd rather him if he can red get shirt. a red shirt red shirt and be next year's team is going to be much more loaded anyways that we've said that from day one but like he's played just enough games I think they could probably still get a, or under they could still get a red shirt um, but like right now they're still on pace for what I project in this season now, I'm not upset about it but it is disappointing that they just kind of got out like Tony said it was like they basically like they pushed him around they're a tougher team. And you got to deal with it. But, I mean, they're – I said before the season, they're going to be fourth or fifth in the ACC. They're going to be a four or five seed. And if they'll be a top five defense. But if they make the Sweet 16, that's a successful season in my mind. And they're still on pace for that. Like, they're not going to lose to bad ACC teams. But when they play better teams that can also guard and they can't score against. Yeah. They just I'm, don't – like, they don't have creators. They no. need someone to be able to create. And that's – that's Ken Palm actually hasn't won in, which is pretty crazy. That's but. why I was kind of surprised about it, but I don't know if that's the metrics. Then, but they, look, then they got a couple. Look how much this off. They have the 298th ranked offense right now. Their three-point percentage is 347 yeah, in the entire percent? country. The only teams worse at shooting threes are Mississippi Valley State, North Carolina A&T, Florida A&M, Cleveland State, Southern Utah, and... and- Kennesaw, Kennesaw State. State Owls. Let's go. So um, there was there's there was some, a, there's development that needs to happen. I hope like I kind I didn't not that I didn't expect them to win, but they're I just they just need to keep developing. That's where that's where we're at. By the way, there was an awesome graphic somebody put together that uh, was showing the winless teams left in college basketball. Mm-hmm. One Central Connecticut, two Kennesaw State. Oh, they're missing fun. something, man. You know what I mean? I don't know what it is, but they're missing something. Um, <laughs> is the Big Ten the best conference? I think it's better than the ACC. No, I think so. You know what I mean? I mean, we got hot on the Pac-12 last con- last episode. Uh, they've cooled down a little bit. But the Big Ten, I'm very impressed with because right now, I didn't watch Maryland. So you can talk about Mar- how good Maryland looked. I've heard very good things. At the end of the day, I still think they're an underachieving program, which we texted about. Yeah, so we I do don't trust them in the long term. But I think they are top five team in the country. Um, they're 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 very good. They um, I think Ohio State's a top five team. They put now look like Notre Dame is not Notre Dame like we are used to. Yeah. Um, and they actually I, I I'm blanking on the guy's name because it was late in the game. But he actually he 100 percent tore his ACL. It was horrible. It was awesome. literally like the last. 30 seconds of the game. Uh, Maryland's very good. Um, I like them. They have a lot of guys that can score, but they defend. No, they, and they're long. Me. They're really, really, really long. And um, what's his name? Has the greatest nickname in the world, uh, Sticks. That's Sticks? his nickname. That, it, that's, uh, their, that's their starting five. Jalen Smith? Um, yeah, Jalen yeah. Smith. And he's unbelievable. He had 15, and 15 points and 16 rebounds last night. This is my issue with this game, though. The only thing, part of the reason I, I didn't want to watch it, is because the coach on one sideline, I think, should be the coach on the other sideline. You think Bray should be at Maryland? I think Mike. He's I been, think. Uh, did you know he's Mike, been in Notre Dame for twenty years? No, I know, but it's I not think, but think how much Mike Bray would kill it at Maryland, dude. He's so happy. He's I know he's happy, so but I just think with steady Eddie. Like I don't know what where he was in terms of like. He also, I don't know if he was involved when they hired Turgeon. I just think that would have been. This and I, well, I'll say this again. I obviously have such a bias against Maryland. I hate Maryland so much. They won the national championship in 2002. They went to the Sweet 16 in 2003. That school has been to one Sweet 16 since 2003. That's my Which issue. Was 2016, 2016. Yeah, 2016. 2016. That's my thing. I lo- I'm a huge fan of Mike Bray. 
I think mediocre mark is not good. That's why I don't <laughs> trust Maryland. But granted, they I think they're in today's college basketball as crazy as it is. They got a shot, man. They they do. They have they have a chance. They, they could a be shot. a final. But I do team. feel like we talk about Maryland every year, and we're always like, oh yeah, they're top ten. They could go to Sweet Sixteen. Let's see how we feel. And then they never. They just lose. There's early. so much talent in their area. But here's There's the thing: so if they, much talent. If they, they get a, if they get a one seed, it's different. A yeah. one seed is almost almost a shoe into the Sweet Sixteen. They got almost. Yeah. The thing is, you got to win the Big Ten. Which right now, let's honestly, see. I think they could, man. They could. I, I'm. I don't know. I. Th- I mean, it's. Yeah. No, they definitely could. They've got. Let's see who they play. They got on the road. They only have to play. Ohio, they play Ohio State twice. They play Michigan State twice. Um. Let's see their double games. I mean, they start. Illinois. Penn, they're only. They are projected to lose their uh, their first Big Ten game at Penn State in a couple of days uh, on December 10th. But outside of that, I mean, they're. I, I just haven't watched them enough. I just have this like preconceived notion that recent Mark Turgeon Maryland teams are just not good. But that's my bias. And yeah, I, I mean, you, you know, you're not wrong. I mean, they they there's been an expectation there that certainly has not been met. You know, I mean, they got to be going to I the Sweet Sixteen money, consistently. I would put my money on Ohio State winning the conference over Maryland. That's my yeah. I would. I would. Too. I like. Thing. I like Ohio that's, State. That's what we were talking about. The path to a one seed, like winning the conference, will get you a one seed. I think Ohio State has a better opportunity to get that one seed than Maryland does. Okay, last team in the Big Ten we want to talk about is Michigan. Uh, the Fighting Juwan Howards are off to a great start. They are 7-1, and one, and their only losses to Louisville. They got wins over Gonzaga, North Carolina, Iowa State, Elon, Houston Baptist, and Creighton. I mean, they're, they're off to a fantastic start. I don't think um, the Michigan faithful could ask for anything better, especially we talked about it um, in earlier episodes about replacing John Beeline is not an easy thing to do. No, it's not. So my my man, Juwan, is off to a star. No, awesome. And then did you see the clip that went viral of him cleaning the floor? Oh, it was unbelievable. Yeah. Just towel, awesome. towel to the fullest. Now, first, cra- before we even – I know you're going to go in the same no, direction. Go, go, go. Where the fuck are the managers? That's – yo. What are they so, doing? So I'm so, so Mark Titus's podcast is back with Tate. Titus and Tate now. I was listening to that. They said in about the kid – at least they were out in Maui. So the kids just lo- – they literally they said they would walk out – and this is a different tournament, but the kids, they had kids rather than managers. The Michigan, oh, no, because oh, the like, little kid, because, behind the, behind because behind those the, ones that are responsible for doing that, I guess. Because, like, people under the hoop are responsible for wiping up, like, sweat, whatever it is. To a degree. Right. To a degree. Like, in. No, no, like, I know. I like the Knicks do yeah, it. Yeah, and exactly. Like they're like little. But they said these kids would literally walk out. They would just put the towel under their foot and they would just step and, like, try uh, to. Like, so they, they could care less. Yeah, they yeah, could yeah, care yeah, less. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And okay. so I think that was part of it. But also, if I'm a Michigan manager, how bad? That's why I thought. Yo, I'd be like, that was so cringeworthy to me as a former manager because I'm thinking in my mind, can you imagine? What do you get if John Gross, if you walked out, if John Gross starts wiping up sweat and you're sitting there on your ass? You're just chilling. And I mean, you're like, just no oh, way, my gosh, oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh. Yeah, but shout out to Juwan. The only problem I have, and I think I, I'm bought in on Michigan. I'm bought in on what he's doing because he's recruiting well. He's coaching well. Yeah, they already got good the commitments. The only thing that I hated, I, had, I walked past the TV the other day and on ESPN. It said Wolverine Revival. And that's the issue I have. This team was that's in the national ESPN. championship. Not two years, a year and a half ago. Yeah, like yeah, they yeah. literally. But so the thing is, he, there's no revival. Beeline had he a foundation. Left, he left it. Okay, they put a great. He had built a great foundation. He has. I'm trying. Xavier Simpson, Teskey, and Livers all played in the national championship game. Mm-hmm. He has great players. So it's not like it's just like completely revamped it. But like I said he is living up to higher. I guess he's, he's living up to high great. expectations. They got. It's now. not like he's like revive. Like that's. I just hated the word revival. Yeah, no. but 
I mean, I and I think they'll 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 finish before they go into like really Big Ten play because this is weird. The season is so weird this year. We're like, they go Iowa, Illinois, then they play Oregon, yep, then they play Presbyterian, UMass Lowell, and then they hit the At true Michigan Big Ten yeah, yeah. January fifth. So Iowa, Illinois, you think you they probably get both of those. I think Oregon beats them. Um, I think Peyton, their point guard, Peyton Pritchard, their point guard is just too good. So I think Oregon beats them. They'll beat Presbyterian. They'll beat UMass, and they'll head in eleven and two. I think they right beat around Oregon, there. To be honest with you, yeah, I don't it's know, at home. I love just because it's in Ann Arbor. That's oh. the only that's the only problem I have. But I, no, I love Oregon too. But the only thing I'll say to this is, obviously they have. I think Xavier Simpson is one of the best point guards in the country. I like Teske. I The only thing that scares me, I think they need a little bit more shooting. Um, the outside, like if they had Swaggy Pool still, if they had a little bit more outside shooting, I think they'd be better. Um, but kudos to Michigan. Um, I think they obviously picking up wins against UNC, Gonzaga, obviously like all those very, very solid. Um, and they're in a very good spot. In the, I think they're a top four team in the Big Ten. Yeah. go Ohio State, Maryland, Michigan State, Michigan. That's yep. my uh, – Agreed. And then Purdue, Purdue is like right on that line as well. All right. We got to talk about uh, my alma mater, actually, technically. Technically. My master's alma mater, um, the Providence Friars. They – I don't know what's happening. They're 4-4 four and four on the season. They were ranked as high as uh, 15 in the preseason poll. To, exactly. I thought they were supposed um, to be really good this year. I had no idea. Goodman ranked them in the top 25. Norlander ranked in the top 25. They started the year – 30th on Ken Palm. Yeah. Like, they got all the way up to 19th before yeah. they played Northwestern, and now they've fallen to 15th. The, nor- the, the Northwestern loss is one of the crazier losses I've he's had there. And and I think the number one yeah, crazy loss is losing Northwestern was to- coming off of a loss to Merrimack that's not even fully in Division One. Yeah, just so joining D1, which your is signal. insane. So they're 4-4 four and four on the season. They've lost to Penn, Long Beach State, Charleston, and obviously Northwestern. Penn um, Hall, like that. Penn, okay, let that one slip. I get Penn's a good team. They played like Villanova tough the other I day. I know, but but Long Beach State and Charleston are the ones that you Long can't. Beach State's crazy. They Is just a semi away. What was that gameplay? Do you yeah, know? Yeah, there was in a part of a tournament. They snuck by Pepperdine. Just uh, I think it was like last oh my night. Gosh. Or two Long nights Beach ago. State has two Division One wins. Yeah, they're three and six. they're terrible. So I don't know what's happening. I all I know from I haven't even seen them play besides highlights. But Alpha Diallo is just not delivering right now. I mean, he's the returning All Big East um, performer. He's shooting twenty one percent from three. Doing, he's shooting twenty one percent from three right now. He's. He, I think some people have told me when I've talked about it is that they are saying that Diallo is basically just trying out for the NBA because where he does a lot of his damage. The, his three years is inside out. So he goes and scores, drives to the rim, draws the defense, kicks, and then they don't really know where to guard him because then he can hit a three, and now he's just kind of chilling on the perimeter not doing much. Um, there's also talk about the reputation of the kid Pipkins who transferred in from UMass, and Yikes. there was a quote of him midseason at UMass saying, yeah, I quit on the team. <laughs> and then he transferred to Providence. So those are the I, quality character guys you, you know want what I mean? building as your cornerstones of your program. I mean, and then Pipkins is shooting twenty nine percent from the field, twenty eight percent from three. Like, you know, look, it's a long season, and the non conference is you know you want to be playing yeah, well yeah. heading into conference. The Big East is kind of a weird league. The this problem, year too. Is, yeah, it is. Weird, I just but don't. I do think I think it's going to be very. I think it's going to be there are a lot more teams that are going to be better than them. Yes, that's the exactly. issue. I don't think they're going to be favored in a lot of games. 
I don't think there's like an you don't have a Villanova. It's a top. You don't have a top five team. Yeah. But right now I'm looking at Kim Palmer rankings. Villanova 16, Xavier's 27, Seton Hall's 14. Yeah. I, to me, Seton Hall like, will clear the clear cut winner. Those, I think they win the league. And then transition into it as well as the last team that is coming out of well, not, I guess kind of coming out of nowhere. It's probably is the team that we've trashed on probably more than anybody or as much as anybody is the DePaul Blue Demons. Oh, yeah. Perfect transition. That's that's powerful podcast stuff right there. Good stuff. They are 9-0. and Dave Lato, the boy that you, the you worst. hate The him. worst. You hate him. His players hate him. I know. I know. So DePaul's 9-0, and which is a statement I may have to say again. DePaul's 9-0, and which hasn't – they haven't had a nine-game winning streak since 1993. 93-94 is last in a nine-game winning streak, let alone start of the season 9-0. Now, um, look, when you break down their schedule, you know, they, the big one that they just won last night um, against Texas Tech in overtime. They won, they won by – I'll give them that. So they won by 15 at Iowa. Great, yeah. Solid win. Fantastic win. Cornell, okay, win. You win at Boston College. Now, granted, that's not a great win, but you're still going to an ACC team and winning on the road. Yep. You won at Minnesota. Another, not yeah, a that's great not an win, easy place but like, to get a win. Exactly. You're going to a Big Ten team. No, you got to give the credit road. where credit's due. And then a wild Texas Tech game last night yeah. where they needed W. Moretti to miss his first free throw since the second round of the tournament last year to Isn't stay alive. Wild? But wild. Jalen Coleman lands is legit. Shout out. I mean, John Gross recruited him, he's, played at Illinois. And then, so th- he's living off, like, Dave Lato is living by transfers right now. I mean, yeah. Charlie Moore was California, then Kansas, and then now DePaul. So on his third That's school, Jalen Coleman lands. It, it is, and he, then, was, he was four for ten from three last night, and literally the four all came in the crazy. last two in overtime, one in overtime, so. one so. to tie it. What's like, he, uh, shut the hell out of it towards the end. Yeah, he finished with 22 points. I mean, he's really, he's filling it up. Charlie Moore is doing the same thing. Um, but they're, I mean, they're. What is happening in Chicago? It's and does wild. he get an extension? Like, what's going on? He got an extension, what he, I think. What does he I have to do? I think he actually do? just got an extension right before the season, which is wild. Um, but it, it is pretty crazy. I mean, there, they there just, are another one in the Big East where you're like, I mean, this is going to look so from from. I think the Big East is going to be the biggest change in what was predicted. Yeah, he got an extension through 2023-24 in September. This is a perfect time for, to go nine foresight and by the perfect athletic director. Exactly. Um, but do you agree that the the prediction of what everyone thought the Big East was going to be to what is happening now that could be the biggest flip of any conference? Like, no, definitely. Who had DePaul nine and up? Uh, uh-uh. uh, definitely not me. I think the team I'm most impressed with is a full body of work. I think yeah. Villanova is still good, but I definitely think Seton Hall is the best team that I've seen so far. Yeah. Now, they've lost two games, barely to Michigan State, barely to Oregon by a combined five points to those two games. Yeah, I think they are very very good. Um. Marquette is just the Marcus Howard show. Um, and yeah. Then, uh, I mean, I don't. Xavier, I haven't watched enough of Xavier. They have one loss to Florida. That's the only game I really watched them. But, like, I think the – I'll tell you, the Big East tournament's going to be fun. It's gonna I be think they'll be – I think it's, they have quality teams, but there's parity across the board. I don't think there's one team that, like, you have to pencil in, like, this is your automatic winner. Like, it's usually been Villanova. Um, I think Villanova, Seton Hall are like, and even Butler. I'm discounting Butler. Butler is 17th in Ken Palm right now, and they're eight and zero. Shout out to Laval Jordan. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're 24th in the They just won right at now. Mississippi. Like, are they legit? I don't they know. They won. They, I mean, who knows? But I think as a whole, but crap, shout out to DePaul, I guess. Um, I guess. 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, it is that's how what, you do it. That's it how we is do what it. it is at this point. Um, there's not too many big. Ga- I mean, technically, there's a top ten matchup between you and uh, Carolina, but I think both of you guys will be out by the next AP. The no, one no, of you will stay because you'll Sunday, beat each other. Right? Yeah, there yeah, there yeah, won't yeah. be a new poll, but um, now we'll both be in it. But it'll be interesting. Um, Duke Virginia Tech will be pretty good. Just kind of looking at some games this weekend to watch. I don't know. There's not too many crazy ones. I think we kind of calmed down from all of Arizona the... Baylor, a little non-conference action. Florida yeah. Butler should be decent. Yeah. Florida's obviously disappointing. We've talked about that enough. Yeah. Um, Illinois, Illinois' fraud team. That's I'll, I'll go on the record on that. Fraud team. Kansas-Colorado. Kansas-Colorado. Colorado is a team that I think no one even realizes they might be a good team. I think they are a very good team. We talked about them in the Pac-12 a little bit. Um, but Colorado's legit. And then last game Sunday, uh, yeah, there's... Oh, sorry. No, there's not really. I think yeah, Virginia, North Carolina. That's the one. Gonzaga, Washington. Gonzaga, Washington would be very good. Michigan State. Rutgers. So we got to check yeah. those two. Gonzaga, Washington. So those Four are we look for, and they will obviously be more consistent. These episodes now that we're both here. Now there's quality basketball coming to you, um, and hopefully Virginia scoring more than forty points. Dude, I don't know. Did you predict a score? Say it again for the. I think I said fifty-seven, fifty-one. Fifty-seven, fifty-one, North Carolina. And Cole Anthony has how many? Um. 27 of the 57. Wow. All right. Well, that's it. Don't do it to eat, me, though, Cole. Please eat. don't do it to me. That's, I had to send the text today. I said, please, I said, go easy on my guys. That's that's the official prediction, so you hold them to it. Um, we'll be back next week to see how Ian did on the prediction and catch everybody up with everything else. Until then, keep the ball bouncing. Deuces. Lately, I've been feeling like this is what I've been working towards. If you ain't trying to be the boss, then tell me what you're working for. Certain doors are closed, but now they opening up. Celebrating with some shots, maybe poke on a cup. Pulls, lust, rust, souls up next, and I got this. Crazy like Britney in the love, so toxic. Got a wall up, I'm trying to infiltrate a conscious. Taking 12 shots like where the cops is. Come on.